to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today's guest is Jessica Kinchy Walter. And Jessica is a mom of two small kids. She's a band director and department head in a K-12 or in a nine through 12 school. And she's found a way to maximize her productivity at school. So she's got the time and energy she wants for her family at home. And I'm a mom and I know that struggle of balancing. I don't know if it's balancing or integrating professional and personal life so that it feels like you're you've got your head above water. So um, where were you 25, 30 years ago when I was struggling with this? Um, so so those of you that are younger than I am, stay tuned. If you've got you know a family or even a pet or whatever at home, other things that you want to do besides just the band directing and you want to do it in an efficient, um, productive way. Jessica, uh, would you tell us a little bit more about you? And then we're going to dive into how you became such a badass at this and what it looks like. Thank you so much, Leslie. Um, I'm thrilled to be here with you. And I think what you're doing is just awesome. So keep it up. Uh, my name is Jessica. I just finished my 14th year teaching. Um, I started teaching in Illinois uh, for two years. And now I have my nine through 12 gig at a private high school. Um, I did my undergrad at Valparaiso. I did my master's at UW-Milwaukee. And um, I really enjoy working with students. I really enjoy um, making music as a profession. And honestly, this is a dream that I had in high school. And I'm just so lucky to be able to do this. Um, I'm a mom of two young girls. Um, my oldest just turned four and my youngest is a year and a half. And um, I also uh, teach Pilates at the local gym uh, one night a week. Uh, so it's a full, valuable life. Uh, yeah. So you're smiling. You've just wrapped <laughs> up. What'd you say? 18th year? Uh, 14th year. 14th year of teaching. You've got small children. You teach Pilates. You teach band. And you've done this through a pandemic. So clearly you're doing something right if you're still here and you're smiling about it. So um, let's talk about a little bit more. Um, you said when we started talking earlier today that I said, how'd you become such a badass at, at this piece of organization? And you said that you've always sort of been type A to the max, but you, as you became a, a music teacher and a mom, you adapted, you've adapted this skill. So tell us about this, the, the big one thing that drives all of your stuff and how you implement it. Yes. So I really love organization and how I use it in my school and in my personal life is creating checklists um, and creating checklists where I can see exactly what needs to be done and then having the sense of accomplishment, checking it off the list. Um, how many times do we sit down for a prep period at work and we go, okay, what do I need to do? And then you spend five to 10 minutes kind of running through a list. Well, if you have a list already, it becomes really easy to jump in right away and to start knocking things off your to-do list. Um, so some of the three big ways that I use my checklist are 
for myself, like for my band classes, but also for um, the department. Um, for other adults, whether that be um, substitutes that come into the room or my coworkers, like my uh, choir directors um, or maternity subs. And then for students, how can um, my list help them keep themselves organized, keep the room organized and help them function um, in those short class periods that we have. Um, so my first set of like self checklists are things like at the beginning of the year, what do I need to accomplish at the beginning of the year, you know, creating syllabi, putting books in folders, setting up rehearsal schedules, um, setting up my AP classroom online. So just what do I need to do at the beginning of the year and even at the beginning of second semester um, to make sure that I have everything set for myself and for my students. Um, I also keep a running list since I became uh, department chair of like what I need to do for the department. So um, starting even in the summer, making um, our fine arts calendar and double checking that. And even into April when we need to start ordering senior awards and things like that. Um, so that really keeps me on task. Um, that, I would think year after year, you keep you now you know what you need to do each season. And you, if something new comes up, you add it, but you don't really have to start over. Yeah. Because you already know and you can anticipate and you relieve that worry about, will I remember everything? Yes. Cool. Keep talking about more, but I love this. I love it. Um, it's to help my other coworkers. Um, I now have a choir director that's in charge of like our publicity schedule. So when to send out posters, when to put announcements in our daily bulletin for our students, when to send out letters to friends about upcoming concerts. And if I can just give them a publicity schedule, they can stay on task and help out the entire department. Um, I also love the idea of having just like a sub binder or sub notes for, you know, what if you're sick one day and maybe you can have who are helpful students in your classroom that can help the sub find their way. Um, maybe they even lead a rehearsal. And then while you're gone, you can still have a functioning rehearsal time instead of just a study hall. So little notes um, that can help other adults in your world are really helpful um, as well. And then finally, for my students, I like to create checklists and leave them around my classroom of, you know, where do people store their instruments? What locker are they in? Um, what number rhythm book do they have? What is their folder number? So if somebody finds folder number 15, oh, well, they know that it belongs to Jimmy and they can give it to him um, or stick it back in the folder slot. So showing the students that you can make these lists um, and help them keep the room functional, um, maybe it even plants a seed for them for the future to um, do some organization on their end too. But I imagine for you, it frees you up so much when they know where the resources are and where to find what the flow would be for something or what the next step would be instead of having to come and ask you all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that uh, now that I teach middle school after decades of high school, there's a lot more that kids need right up front from us. And so a checklist of ideas, like, have you tried these things before you check with Mrs. Moffat? Have you done, tried this, looked online, checked with a friend and just a simple thing like that might be really good. I might 
<laughs> I might want to just paint those on my music stands for the kids so that they all can check those before they come in my face and ask me that something that's I've a great idea 32,000 <laughs> times <laughs> but it, it empowers it it does it empowers the students it helps them think about hey this is an easier way to function and maybe they start carrying that especially if we point it out to them didn't that make it easier for us to get everything put away so we could do the next step or whatever or isn't it nice to be able to find your things or whatever and they start to become aware of it too because that's a skill that they don't always get a lot of practice at developing and and it's just another byproduct of the music ed world that we can slip in there in addition to the cool music stuff we do Mm -hmm. so um i'm i'm curious i want you to imagine for a minute all of the things you do with your students and everything what if you didn't have these checklists what if you were just like doing it flying by the seat of your pants what would your personal stress level what do you think your classroom would be like Oh, wow. Um, Are you anxious just thinking about that? (laughs) That was the first word that jumped to my mind. I was going to say, I would feel so anxious um, starting the school year and not feeling prepared. Um, Having the kids come in for the first day and they don't have music. um, They don't know where they're putting their things. And that's okay if you have a small classroom, but when you have bands that are, you know, 40 to 60, if you have all those kids coming in all at once and there's no organization in the room, that is a real stressor for me. Um, And that's something I try to avoid all the time in my classroom. I want to make sure there are procedures and policies in place so that we can get to work quickly on the music and they can feel settled too. Uh, Think about when you were a student, wasn't it nervous, uh, nerve wracking starting a first day or a new year, especially if you're an underclassman, anything that you can do to help the students feel calm at the beginning of the year is also really helpful too. Well, and it's not just the individual. Like if, if I go, okay, I'm Leslie and I understand everything. So I'm fine. I don't get the full benefit of the class. If the other people don't understand it too, the procedures, cause then they'll be disruptive. And so, yeah, it's this whole, um, the whole bit about it's it's impacting everybody in in a positive way and it sounds to me like the investment this initial investment and preparation or, or intentional preparation gives you such long-term and short-term stress relief like you know it's done it doesn't sit there over your hanging over your shoulder you sleep you know everybody says oh just do work at work and leave it at work and don't think about it at home but if you're like me and maybe like you if it's hanging, it'll hang over your head and it will infiltrate your thoughts unless you know you've already accounted for it. And, oh, tell us your story about um, how you know, like if you're going to sit down to do something, how can you be super efficient? This is a really good one. Oh, absolutely. Um, So I like using at home and at school this idea of a 10 minute timer. Um, I started off using this with my daughter saying like, okay, you need to play 15 minutes by yourself. Um, And she had no concept of what 15 minutes was. So I got her one of those color block timers so she could physically see time going down, down, down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, well, I assigned that to my daughter, but like, how can I use that? So I, I use this idea of a 10 minute timer and I just set it on my watch. Um, and I say, okay, I have this allotted time. 
what can I get done in this time? So if I'm at home, maybe I'm starting a load of laundry, emptying the dishwasher, um, cleaning up clutter in the um, living room. But if I'm at school, maybe I can send several copies, um, pages to be copied at the copier, swing by the front office, um, file away a couple of pieces of music, and really working in that short burst of time of just 10 minutes helps me to really focus in on what I need to do. And I often find that I get more things done or more things started um, in that 10 minutes that really helps me out. Um, you know, there are a lot of tasks in our um, rooms that we just cannot do in a short amount of time. If you're updating your inventory or refiling music, um, that's not going to take 10 minutes. But if you just start that, then at least you have momentum mm -hmm. and progress going for the next time. Yep. And we've all watched what happens when a kid just spends 10 minutes a day practicing. It's that it is as it accrues. It's amazing. And it's amazing what, yeah, like you said, 10 minutes on this project a day, it might be two songs that get put in score order in those 10 minutes, but in a week, you've got 10 songs in order and pretty soon you've right. Yeah. So good stuff. Well, in our last few minutes here together, um, thinking about our newer band directors and what, what is one thing that you'd like to offer to them as something to keep at the forefront of their mind as they begin this incredible journey? Uh, sure. So kind of going off of what I just mentioned, like this idea of just start. Um, and this can be with anything in your life, in your job, you know, just start planning for the new year, picking your repertoire or just start organizing um, your music at home. Maybe you want to just start decluttering your closets or just start a new workout plan. Um, but like I said, you just want to start the ball rolling and use this momentum momentum to make you successful and feel productive in a short amount of time. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90 day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job, but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. You know, I needed this reminder, and I'm not a beginning teacher by any stretch of the imagination, but I've been, uh, now that I'm in middle school, the inventory stuff is so much more than the high school because they don't all own their own instruments. And, and it's a bit overwhelming to me. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I doing all this? So I think I'm just going to start, but I'm going to start with maybe just the flutes on one day, not try to go in and get it all done. And maybe if it takes three hours for the flutes. That's all I do. And I go back the next week and I do the clarinets and I spread it out, but I love this. I'll make my checklist of, of what I can do and break it down and it won't feel so overwhelming. So even in year 35, those reminders are very, very helpful. And, um, 
you are living proof right here as we talk and and listen to what you've done and your energy that you're still carrying as you've just wrapped up year 14 is a testament to the quality of what you're talking about. So I really am grateful to you for bringing this forward today, for giving up time on a Saturday to, to record this. And I'm sure a lot of you out there can re- relate to what it's like to be the head director, being a department chair, teaching in a high school, being busy, raising children. Um, and yes, we band directors are often type A people, but that can be overwhelming if we don't have a process for getting the things done. So thanks for all the great stuff you brought to the table. I really want to thank, pardon me, I want to thank Jessica for being here today and uh, to to say thank you to all of you out here who are listening and making a difference in every in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. So join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier.